Hey, Small Beans listener, did you know we're in the process of trying to make a movie? It's true. It's called Papa Bear and tells the story of the time my dad came out as a gay furry when I was 17. We're currently looking for investors, creative partners, and talent to attach to the project. If you'd like to know more or to see our script, lookbook, and business plan, please hit us up at allthesmallbeans at gmail.com. Small Beans patrons can also listen in on the whole process by checking out our movie production diary series over at the Patreon. Thanks for your time, and now, on with the pod. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to another frame rate... That's the show where we rate frames. Very clever. By, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's cute. It's good. What's with it's the sass? Good. You're already coming in with sass. That's why my mama made me. Super <laughs> sassy. Double sassed. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. I am Abe Epperson. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined together. I'm joined here with... No, we're joined together. We're intertwined, baby. Yeah, at the hip. Uh, at the brain. At the movie brain. At the movie <laughs> gland. Uh, I'm Michael Swaim. And honored to be here with Abe, of course, as always, but also with our very, very special guest, first time here on Small Beans, um, a writer of great renown in my heart, who you would know from <laughs> things like uh, She-Hulk, um, the Spider-Punk comics, great run, and well, uh, very excited about the new season of Futurama. Please thank welcome you. Mr. Cody Ziegler. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having hey, me. Zig. And thanks for the, for the kind words. Oh, of course. Super sincere. Uh, you were a total cold call. And I think this is interesting because this will probably come up in the conversation about the film we're covering right now. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'll just, you know, every once in a while, there's someone I just super love on Twitter. Oh, thank I find you. out they're an excellent <laughs> comedy writer and I'm like, we got to try and get them. Oh, yeah. Um, and thank you for just immediately being like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Sorry. I had to, to reschedule a couple of times, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. No, no, no. That's always the way it goes. But we are talking. 1999's American movie. And uh, we usually kick this show off by asking uh, Cody, or our guest, what we sent you with like a huge list of movies mm -hmm. it could have been. Why American movie? What's your relationship to it? And what made it stand out to you? Oh, it's a, it's a doc that I saw maybe eight or nine years ago. I truly have only seen it once in full and everything else has just been clips. Mm -hmm. But I remember like I, I knew who those characters were. I knew who Mark and... And Mike were just, I think they had like a random cameo, like a bizarre cameo without even named on like a family guy or something like that. And I was like, who are these weirdos? And I had always heard about this, this movie, like, got see American movie, got see American movie. And I watched it. I think my, I might have just gotten to film school and I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, I love these guys. Um, it, it, it's truly was such a, um, it's one of those, it's one of those pieces of, of, of like cinema where you watch it and you're like, oh, uh, this drive could like this is the, like the drive you need I think to do any art if you want to be uh, a writer or like the best basketball player whatever is like having the drive is one as one crucial aspect and the other aspect is like being able to fulfill <laughs> that <laughs> to cash that check when you get it and uh, right it's right. such an it's, it's someone who has made stuff you guys both worked at crack you guys always know like to to make things like watching the process of like just pre production and watching it fall apart um I rewatched like a couple of scenes last night and. When the guy is calling, he's like, hello, this, I'm casting a movie. And like just that mm -hmm. whole aspect of it, like 
it's such a, a unique a unique movie and all the characters are, are so unique in it like i still quote um mike when he's like you had a sort of pop like i had a sort of pop in the fridge <laughs> yeah. like i've I truly i've seen the movie once all the way through and i've been quoting that for like a decade like stuck it's, in my head yeah, yeah it's yeah. such a it's such a it's unique quotable. movie and those are such um such unique weird characters that uh it's hard for them not it's hard for you not to be endeared by them particularly mark yeah and what a 1999 moment when he goes to uncle bill uh yeah yeah it's a new soda pop from coca-cola it's called (laughs) surge (laughs) yeah man took me back yeah um (laughs) and i'm someone who it I don't know about you fellas, but like it will take some cajoling for me to watch it, Doc. I usually yeah. am a story or a fiction dude. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I re- and yet every time I do, especially one that's been like vetted by society and I'm, I know is good, mm-hmm. man, they're so good. <laughs> like, yeah. This speaks about themes that I sort of thought it was uh, a, a dunk on Doc. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. guy Chris Smith, I think, or Chris, uh, yeah. yeah, Chris Smith. He also produced Tiger King, Fire, and Jim and Andy, the Jim Carrey thing mm-hmm. uh, about making Man on the Moon. Um, so sometimes it feels like he does that brand of reality where you're like, look mm-hmm. at these weirdos, and it's yeah. not not look at these weirdos. Yeah, but I gotta say, as someone who has made, wants to continue making, and hopes to make. Um, video projects specifically of different scales like yeah. so much stuff is so universal so the stuff that Mark says you're like you're not in the position I'm in you have different constraints a different life mm-hmm. situation but the stuff you say about why we create is totally I yeah. feel it too yeah and, and, and really you know this is but I think it was probably shot in like 90 it had to be shot, if it was released in 95 it had to be shot in like 93 92 90, 93 and 94 but like you know seeing what he was able to do with resources where you don't have internet he would like you see the move like he would literally have to go to like the local community college to cut on reel to reel like mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to make as much stuff as he was giving them like technological strings and like the the money restraints like it really I really would like to have seen what someone like that is do it would be doing like in this day and age when all you need is truly like just an iPhone yeah, yeah an iPhone or like you spend two hundred bucks on like some used Canon and like you just make whatever the thing is like that mm-hmm. spirit is I find that spirit to be very redeeming uh, in, redeeming and also. You know, it's one of those movies where like that that early that early to mid uh, era year of the '90s, where like slackers and like clerks and like this movie all have like a very specific energy. And the fact that this movie was able to capture that as a documentary is something that I also find very endearing. Like, there's just something so unique about like the movies, like those indie movies released in the mid '90s that I still find very endearing. It holds a special place in my heart. You know, it's. There's something really interesting because I also watched the movie like 10 years ago and uh, I really enjoyed it this time more. I Mm. think the first time I watched it, there's something it's one of those movies that really does change as you change because we're all professionals. We're all creatives. Um, I was really taken back. I think what was more front and center the first time I watched it because I was earlier in my journey as like an artist and a developer. Like I was still trying to find my voice and I was frustrated uh, at the world and at myself about finding a voice. And, uh, what bothered me so much about Mark is that he, like, he, he, he is, as you said, like, he's basically, uh, undeniable, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he is vision first. He just talks about whatever he wants to talk about. There's mm-hmm. a quote from an interview that was actually held with him recently, 
Uh, and there's one thing that I just wanted to highlight, which just really speaks to me. Like, this is another guy who's looking back 20 years ago and 30 years ago and like saying like, oh, this is what's true about me. And he says, mm. I don't have an idea for a film. I just film, he says now. Uh, mm. I like being outside and I don't like small talk. So at gatherings, I'm not going to get involved in conversation because it doesn't interest me. And mm. I, for one, I'm exactly the opposite way. Everything's got to yeah. be planned and meticulous and discussed because mm -hmm. that's the fun of the journey for me. For him, yeah. it's something else. And I remember initially I was really reacted against that negatively because I was like, this is a guy who is like a red carpet director. He wants yeah. to be the thing so mm -hmm. desperately that he'll yeah. lie to himself and this mm -hmm. time we're watching the movie, my takeaway is that like the movie's truly about how something, even if it's fake, can be just so powerfully genuine. Yeah. Like he wants to be he it's true that he wants to be a filmmaker and succeed so much and he has these things that he wishes that you uh think of him. Um mm -hmm. and we all kind of have that, but it, and we all have that insecurity and need to be perceived in some way. But I think that the doc really lands hard on just yeah. like he you gotta persevere if you want to yeah. be an artist and that yeah. is really endearing yeah that's that's funny i had a very similar thought watching it now i guess at this point 10 years removed and like i'm sort of into the career like i'm sort of you know doing taking the steps i want to take to get to where i want to get and now watching that with that frame of mind my a lot of a lot of my takeaway was like yeah like that's the fucking spirit you gotta have but can we, we can curse on this can we right. curse on this yeah, that's the fucking spirit you gotta have. Like, you have so many people telling you the thing is not gonna be made or it's impossible, you can't do it, it's gonna be bad, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you really need that one voice in the back of your head saying, fuck it, who cares if it's bad, at least I took the shot. And, like, that's very much mm. what Mark uh, embodies. And also, like, having, um, you know, speaking of, since we're speaking of, like, 90s cinema, like, I remember Kevin Smith had this 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 story that he would tell, and I won't go through all the story, but the main the main takeaway was, like, you know, uh, really the thing that sort of changed for me, me being Kevin Smith, is that um, I decided to surround myself with people that asked uh, why not instead of just why. Like, why would you want to make a movie about being clerks in a, in New Jersey? Why would you do that? Instead of being like, why not make that? And like, a thing that not watching that, like, I really enjoy Mike for that reason. Is that like, yes, he's a, he's a very goofy guy and it's very easy to dunk on that. But like, Having that truly that ride or like literally ride or die in the back of your your pickup truck as you shoot your shooting movies like right. that's such an important person to have in your life, particularly if you're trying to do something in the arts in a country where it does not you know we don't have a lot of endowments for the arts. It's not like you know Australia, or New Zealand, or Canada or, or or England where you have whole a whole treasure trove of money just like plucked from and give mm -hmm. to people so you get things like mm -hmm. flea bag or or whatever whatever like thing is going to come out like. Having that enduring spirit and being in the middle of nowhere, USA, with really no access to equipment, but having the why not purse is such an endearing thing and important thing to have. And like now I've watched that, I can really appreciate this movie a lot more with that 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 point of view. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it really struck me also what you were saying about it changing as you uh, age in or like experience further steps of a career in entertainment because like since the last time I watched this, I've fallen into a severe out like years long of alcoholism, gone to mm. AA and cleaned up. Yeah. And so there's this like thread that as a young person, I, I watched this, I think in college is a much more sort of cynical 
no, it wouldn't have been. It must have. No, no, no. I think it was maybe early in college, but much more cynical, like chip on my shoulder, like, well, I know my potential and what's going to happen for me. Right. I was yeah. still early enough to think that, think like, let's all look at this guy. Oh, it's so funny how he delusionally thinks he can make a movie and he can't. Well, you got to have um, that delusion. You know, that's, that's the most totally, important part. Yeah. You have to. And yeah, you got to bully your mom into putting on a black robe and trudging out into the <laughs> snow for fucking I hours. Mean, let's not be, like, he is an asshole. That's like, what yeah. I mean. It's fine to no, say. And that's what I'm saying. And Mark Shank, rest in power, yeah. does the... Mike Shank. Shank sorry, Mark. Mike Shank. I'm, I'm yeah, switching Mark. marks and mics. But um, he accomplishes something I in know firsthand is like nearly impossible. He quits drinking and drugs. And it's yeah. like this subtle B plot that is sort of glossed over. But Mark is a severe alcoholic. And I don't like hopefully he's somehow yeah. found a healthier relationship with that. But I completely went over my head as a young person. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. that's so uh, wrapped into it so masterfully. Yeah. It's really well put together. Uh, yeah. Speaking of. And yes, I do think we have to mention if people haven't seen this. That's not not there. Like, they are weirdos. He is an asshole. He <laughs> says shit that if you've made films makes you laugh. Like, we've got every yeah. F-stop known to man in this movie. That was so good. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we got okay, every F-stop known to I almost think that that's like a drunken joke. It's yeah, almost like yeah. he's aware of what he's saying. Because he yeah, yeah. is very competent in a lot yeah. of ways. He He's studied... Yeah. But he, I think, really gets in his way. And I think this is true about a lot of artists. Like, he so desperately wants, like, he's ill-equipped in a lot of ways as a uh, competent filmmaker. Mm. I would say there's a lot of stuff he does know, but there's a lot of things that he doesn't get about that position of, like, mm. a director or a producer. Like, he doesn't care whose crew is. Yeah. He gets angry at his mom at one point when she operates the camera. Like yeah, when yeah, yeah. He, he's getting filmed. He has this expectation that like everyone is in tune with his love, his passion, and it's just not the case. And he fails to see that. That mm. is such a like obvious blinders to yeah. me, like about how like artists sometimes see the world. And it's it's fervidly indie. It's like, mm -hmm. I just want to make my great movie. Why mm -hmm. don't you understand and like meet me halfway? No one has to yeah. meet you halfway, man. Yeah. You you have to do this all your own. That, That's that what is makes funny because so that is that is like the 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 lesson that he, that would be the big takeaway lesson, right? It's like even the thing that you have poured decades into, you've cared so much about it. Yeah. You get fucking two hundred million dollars to make your movie. There's some grip who does not give a shit. He's there. They mm -hmm. are there to get their fucking union hours. So they can go home and see their kid like they should. Because who gives a shit about their about this movie that they yeah. have no they have no stakes in? Like, there's always going to be someone who doesn't give a shit about the thing that you're making. But like, you have to persevere through that and go through it. Also, you know, I, uh, you know, you, you the people that you're going to be working with obsessively for 12, 14, 15 hours a day. If, as you make a movie like you don't want to be mean to them <laughs> like you don't want to be around right. assholes all day and like that's really it's like, if I'm watching this again I'm also like it's really the forest for the trees like it's really the small right. problems that he doesn't that they're like gumming him up like yeah there's no way that his mom should know how to operate a, a, a 16 millimeter <laughs> camera like I can barely operate a 16 millimeter camera and I went to film school <laughs> you know it's like right, a, yeah. it's not a school a skill that anyone's just gonna like naturally pick up oh and yeah. just the lack of instincts of like cramming a dude, a very nice man. Like this is the guy who I believe says, um, you know, it's his life stream and he's so passionate about it. I can mm -hmm. lose 10 weekends to make that happen. Yeah. And that hit me here because like, and case in point, like you being on this podcast, Cody, it's like, uh, 
all the time I reach out to other writers, comedy mm-hmm. writers, creatives, and uh, help them and f- get help from them. Like, yeah. it's one of the few jobs where, like, I th- think it's very unlikely that an accountant could call in another accountant and be like, can I have, <laughs> t- w- uh, like, two to three hours of your professional time yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. because we're both accountants? Yeah. Um, there is this brotherhood of, like, yeah. we all know it's a dream job. We all mm-hmm. know, like, how bad everyone wants it. Uh, and I think there's something very beautiful about that and it's like sad and funny to see the lack of instinct of (laughs) taking that dude and cramming his head into a door over and over and like i felt genuine tension you know that's when you're on a set and you feel that feeling like yeah yeah. oh shit we're off the rails they're gonna hurt this man yeah 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 (laughs) i love how the documentary plays it like he finally goes oh shit man like this is really thick this is too really thick i'm sorry about doing this and it's just like yeah, man. No <laughs> shit. You should have known that from the first hit. It continues to do it like nine more times yeah. before they fix it. Yeah. And even when they fix it, it's not like it's great. That's the thing. That's the other <laughs> thing that's hard for me to like get past is that like his movies are shitty. And yeah. I, I mean that with like great respect. I yeah, really yeah. do. I know that's hard to really backpedal from. But like you have to be you have to see the world as like. Some people think that of my shit, you know, like, mm. look at this boring ass, you know, filmmaker or whatever. Mm. And it's just so funny to me that, like, this movie is really trying to make an appeal. He is. Mark is trying to make an appeal very much so that it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. It's only that you have the passion to make, like, follow yeah. through with what you believe is yeah. the most important thing. That is infectious. That yeah. is truly beautiful. <clears throat> It sometimes creates monsters of people. Yeah. Um, and that's like, We're you kind of just hope. Situations. It's an yeah. unpleasant situation that I He's think that in order monster. to be a good <laughs> filmmaker, you just need to have a little of that spice and then also a little self-awareness where you're like, I'm never going to shove a dude's head in through a kitchen <laughs> cabinet just because I want to. Yeah. Um, and if it is, yeah. it's, I'm going to be the person that that's going to be my head through the thing. You know, I think that's, yeah, the, that's sure. got to be the thrill. Yeah. It is something about that indomitable spirit mixed with like, um, for me, I mean, I'm same way. Like, uh, there are plenty of things I put out that people are like this fucking sucks or this is bullshit, blah blah blah. But like, a lot of that is just becomes white noise at a point where right. like you you've heard this. I mean, you can read a video comment on any cracked video and just see the most unhinged bullshit you could ever possibly mm-hmm. see. So like, when you right. grow up in that environment, like who even cares? And and even adding in like Twitter and, and all that stuff. But like, you know, so I think at the end of the day, one of those things that I always come back to is like, yeah, yeah, I I for when I made it, it's out. Like that's nothing. There, there are very few comments that you're going to read that are going to be more arduous than like making the actual thing, like because it can be such fucking torture sometimes. Like, who even cares? Mm-hmm. But also, uh, and I feel like, and I'm sure Mark probably falls into this more. Is like they're never going to come at, they're never going to hate the thing or have be, be more critical of the thing that they than, than the art that they actually made it. Like, I can only imagine. Well, I mean, actually, I say that as, but I, I say that the whole through line is like he made this, he makes a bunch of movies that are pretty bad, but he loves them still. But like. It's still, like, there are going to be critiques that he has for those movies that no one on the IMDb, you know, comment threads are going to have a have a take on. And I think that's sort of the part of the indomitable spirit that you need to have. And also, you need to be a little blind. <laughs> you need to just be like, you need to just like yeah. choke it down. Like, yeah, well, I'm going to, we're making something special here. Coven's going to be a very special thing that's going to put this this town on the map, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like that so, no one can ever take away. I, exactly. It, it amazed me that the movie crescendos with... A fucking packed house of people applauding 
Because it's like, yes, it, everything's a spectrum, man. Like, yeah. maybe it's just your small town and your little movie, your short, 35 minutes short that uh, most people would call worse than an average film. Yeah. But but uh, you got everyone together. You did it. You spent X amount of time with your mm-hmm. people making this. Here it is. People watched it. Mm-hmm. The, cir- the circle of art is complete. Like, yeah. you did it, man. <laughs> and it is uh, heartening, I think, to check in on him now and see that, yes, he does a lot of stunt casting stuff. Like, he was in uh, Cabin Fever 2 and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been in a lot of stuff as himself or as a reference to American movie. But mm-hmm. he's made several docs of his own since then. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it's cool to me that he's doing it. Yeah. I also watched... I don't know if you guys watched Coven because I hadn't before. And of course, you no. can find it on YouTube. Mm. It's 35 minutes. And like, I got to say, it's not as I expected. I think watching the making of makes it seem worse than it is. It's yeah. not like The Room bad or Trolls yeah. 2 or something. It looks like a film. It's just like not great. It's just fine. Yeah. And also, and there's I, a whole ecosystem yeah. of like, quote unquote, bad movies. That like, you, if you go to Amazon, I mean, I love Amazon Prime. Yeah, <laughs> not the company, but like I liked your catalog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, sure. if you're someone who appreciates that type of movie, which I very much do, like the quote unquote bad movie, like they have, I think, for my money, the best selection of like those types of movies, like particularly movies that are like v, like particularly shot, shot, literally shot on VHS, like, mm-hmm. like just as far as like library keeping a library and like a, a catalog of those things and, and indexing, like it's a very great, great type to have, but also like. There's a whole slew of directors who just that's their living is they make these low budget, you know, shoestring movie horror films and like the Cormans, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, the Cormans. Like you could very much see, you know, if 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 Mark would have landed, you know, in a different place or taken a left instead of a right, he could very much become one of those like he's a, a director for for hire for that's what he does for a living. He doesn't make a lot of money, but he makes a bunch of stuff, and maybe the quality isn't always great, but he gets to fulfill that thing that he wants to fulfill. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, and I uh, jumping off that, which is another kind of realization or thing that I thought about a lot when I was watching this, is that now that we live in kind of like we talked about earlier in this podcast, how we've changed and how our perception of like just these small little details of this movie changed, but also society itself has changed, and we've gotten very sardonic about mm. bad movies, and because because it is beloved, like you're yeah. just speaking to, um, and you mentioned the room. Uh, Mike and Tommy Wiseau is like this joke right that we all kind of like that's fairly zeitgeisty at this point mm. like he's just so blind and oblivious in a lot of ways that I think Mark does share in this movie in particular um, and you know Coven may be good or not or whatever yeah. and people can land on that but like as an artist how do you deal with the fact that there's a few comments where he says like oh yeah and we have, I was aiming to sell like 3,000 <laughs> like 3,000 of Coven you know, at yeah. $15 a piece. And I ended up selling 5,000. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously uh, this documentary, uh, you know, I want to thank like American movie for getting us past that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the purchases, which Mark has to be self-aware about, yeah. are these kind of ironic purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of in the same way that the the room is kind of like they're everyone's doing it for the lulls. Yeah. And so then I'm left with this kind of question about like as like in terms of the integrity artist or just as your like your soul as a person, how to be a failure. If yeah. you know you're kind of the joke, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Do you internalize it by just like running it over with a steamroller and just it's now a part of the road, baby? Yeah. Or do you actually kind of have to unpack that? And how do you do that? Because a lot of people will come at you with, you know, that shade. Yeah, that's a and- good question. I uh- I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering that too. I feel like you could go a bunch of different routes, but I feel like the, the main route is like, 
the main like Tommy Wise was speaking that like you can lean into it and like he his whole thing is like yeah I'm gonna make bad movies but they don't have that charm because there's nothing mm. earnesty mm-hmm. behind what he's making or someone like um Roger Corman for instance like yes not even like bad I, I want to get away from the word bad movie but like he makes he's very aware of what type of movie he makes which is like yeah B flicks exploitation genre films he makes like the yeah. the um what's the paracinema like that's what he leans into mm-hmm. like low budget paracinema and out of that school comes a bunch of really talented motherfuckers you that's where you get like yeah. your 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 uh, uh 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 cameron that's where you get um i think one so of the, many actors yeah so many talented actors like you just get a lot of really talented people coming out of that school because their whole thing is like here you have two locations and five hundred thousand dollars you got to make this thing work and you're like all right we know what we're making like we know the intention is to make the best thing that we can with what we have mm-hmm. and out of that you get some really cool some really cool innovations um i think even like some of the more modern horror stuff like even like i think ty west is a really great example like i think yeah. you see some of his early films like you know uh the sacrament uh found footage film I, they like we have a couple cameras and very little light but we have some really talented actors and a really tight script and we're going to make it work and like you see that, and you 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 juxtapose that with like Pearl and X, like both shot at the same time. I think they cost a million bucks total. They had mm-hmm. one location, and they're like, you know, what? we're going to make this work not only for one movie but for two movies. And right. uh, you know, that's sort of that indomitable spirit. Like I think, I think that's something that you would have to you have to an artist would really have to juggle with, um, and also given their circumstances. Uh, I would I would be curious to know where Mark Land on that. I feel like he's like I feel like he doesn't care. I think he's like. I made I the thing. I think it's out here. Like who, you're having the yeah. last lap, but like I'm having the last lap because I'm getting more eyes on the thing that I've made, which is what he wanted to do. I would assume when he made the art to begin with. I do think yeah. it's kind of sadly poetic that, as far as I could tell, I tried to Google around about it. I don't think he ever made Northwestern, and the movie ends with mm-hmm. Uncle Bill leaving him enough money to make yeah. Northwestern, which was going to be his great American movie. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's more like he embodies. Like I think his most recent project that's stuck in the middle of production is horror again. Mm-hmm. Um. And they talk about his influences being classic, like found footage, grungy horror yeah. stuff. Um. And I think that's really, that whole genre is really summed up by the ethos. He he says at one point, it's 1130 in the morning. We've got six hours to do 52 shots. (laughs) That's too many shots. Go, man, go. Well, it's inspirational, but also like, well, that's just silly. That means you don't understand. (laughs) You're going to die trying to get that many shots, man. Uh, I've never been, I mean... Man, at Cracked, we used to knock out stuff that you could compare that. I remember we were like, we would gr- uh, grind the Today's Topic sketches. Right. The grindiest we ever got. Two, How two many shots. shots was that? Yeah. It's like you shoot like an interview and it's just like rotating cast. So like there's ways to shoot a lot of footage. And I remember we we're like, yeah, yeah, we shot over like 70 pages today or something <laughs> like that. But it's just like, that's not real just if you're making like sticks. cinema yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. in quotations or whatever um but yeah yeah and he t- and he has a sense of pride about being able to like uh, go to work like that uh i know that you've seen michael mm-hmm. uh but have you cody have you seen uh deadstream I was just is that the uh is that that was that on like shutter or something like that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah uh yeah, yeah. it's, it's an anthology thing right it's not an. It's well. It's the, the oh you know, wait the VHS no. Series. It's a. It's a. They he's like a YouTuber, right? He's like a YouTuber that goes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I like literally just watched that like two, like okay. maybe two or three yeah, minutes ago. Great. Yeah, the haunted house live stream. The guy with the beard. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just the home. reason I bring it up is because it's just like uh, absolute creativity. Uh, mm-hmm. Thinking outside the box. There's nothing like it. Also, just imagine how much 
like they didn't have much budget to work with the winters yeah. who are the uh the director team i mm -hmm. think husband and wife um and they like there's the spirit of uh the spirit of mark borchardt is like so much still alive mm -hmm. in everybody mm -hmm. uh and sometimes people are really effectively good at it like yeah. i can even if you even go back to another you know director duo the daniels yeah like yeah, they yeah. kind of did the same kind of thing where they were just like we're gonna be emphatically different yeah uh and that's how we're gonna get access to everything mm -hmm. um there's just something about that spirit i think that mark does embody that you have to kind of say no to failure at yeah. every turn you have to say yeah if i'm the joke that's fine uh, you're watching my movies mm -hmm. yeah um because if you don't yeah because the other thing about like the corman thing that you mentioned is like a lot of great people went through that cycle yeah. in that studio like actors and producers and mm -hmm. dps and stuff and it came from this idea of like, well, it's because Corman was making stuff all the time. Yeah. So it's going to attract people who are like, I don't care what this job is. You would just want me to scream and then, you know, like f fall in this crappy looking set. <laughs> yeah. Craig's I'll take the job. Cast, yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. No small jobs. Yeah. And I think it needs that resilience. Yeah. And I think also uh, another, I think a more modern version is that like, just getting the reps in, like what, I think at a certain point when you have so many things out, who it just becomes like like clockwork in like a way where you can like not worry about it, but also you don't care. Like I think uh, a lot of those like buzz, like any any of the social media, any like the 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 uh, platforms like cracked, funnier die, Buzzfeed. Like when you just, I mean, it sucks in the moment. We have to put out two point five videos a week, whatever the fuck that means. You're like, okay, I'm making two point, okay, whatever. But like. We just when you're just putting stuff out and you're making things, it becomes a point where you're like, I don't, I who cares? Like I don't have time to worry about this. I have to. I'm gonna make on this one video that I know is gonna be out there. It may not even be great. I'm gonna focus on this particular thing. I'm gonna focus on like the production design, how to talk to production designer. All right, this next one, mm -hmm. I'm gonna focus on like how to work with actors, specifically like with this one particular emotion. And like you just like it's like really ten thousand hours spread across a bunch of different projects while you're honing your vision. Yep. I think it's why you have, you have a bunch of really talented people like the Daniels. Um. Uh, 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 the the uh, uh, Skull Island director, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Quinta, um, yeah, uh, friends in my own personal life who aren't huge, haven't broken across yet, but they have great, they had just have great work. Like, uh, I think that's a benefit that I think now that we have, I think someone like Mark would have, would have flourished very well in that type of environment. Where like you don't have to be precious about things, or at least you learn not to be precious. Like that's the that's what you learn about those. Like if you're in the, the Corman mm -hmm. factory, you become, you start to learn very early on that you're not precious about the thing. You have to make the, the maggots wiggle to the alien mm -hmm. lobster yeah. can eat the blonde lady. Like that's what you have to do for that week before you go just like, to I the guess. next project. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The writing's terrible. Who cares? Yeah. We're, exactly. we're making movies. Right? Or even I think, yeah. Or hopefully you get into a groove. To I, I can totally relate to that where you, put some out and then a couple weeks later you'll look back or someone will remark on or you'll see that jesus help me the analytics and realize yeah oh that one was good oh yeah. good like, yeah that was the but, good one. Oh, okay. but you're just yeah. moving product down the line it does yeah. become kind of like that's that. yeah. the that's the thing about like i don't get i mean it is romantic so it's hard not to get romantic about it but like 
it sounds so cliche for a filmmaker to be like that's the you know beauty of cinema though mm-hmm. like because when you look at like what content and i really use that word i emphatically <laughs> use that word like what we generate with our people who are like good with all the technicals you know mm-hmm. like they know how to use cameras they know how to use makeup effects they know how to use all of the things that like a good filmmaker on paper would know how to do mm-hmm. and they're super good at it yeah and what do they create? Well, they're so driven by the like algorithmic analytics, yeah. you know, like all these these things telling them, well, you need to make another one of those because yeah. that's how you'll succeed because you've got a million on that and these you're getting like 45,000. Mm-hmm. So only make that content. Yeah. And it's like you kind of have to be in order to be a filmmaker completely invisible to that. Or yeah. like I think it hurts you as an artist if you if you take note of that somehow it can really fuck you up man yeah it it fucks you up and it makes you go i have to be the certain thing and like that's just not how a lot of people are and i know it's an appeal for like we'll create weirder content and content that isn't going to be necessarily successful and fun for the audience Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how do you find new things (laughs) so uh that's that's i mean i feel like i mean i always go back to this is what a lot of people used to say but when i was in um I was in art school. I remember like a lot of us, the the grad students we had, we used to get together and like, just like shoot the shit, just like philosophize about whatever the art that we were making. But like, we kept coming back to the idea of like, you know, you can learn the technical skills, which is important. Um, you can learn, you know, all, all this, all the academic skills, like how are you going to frame this? Like, what is the, what are the power dynamics of the framing for this? Why is this character on the left and why to enter the right? All that stuff. But like, all that stuff is very useful, but like truly the thing that, cannot be taught i think or at least it has to be honed is that like taste i think taste is really the most important thing because taste can can if you have taste even if it's just like your specific taste like if you can have if you can hone in on that specific thing uh i think you will find yourself much better off in the long run than necessarily knowing all the technical skill like take a thing like adult swim just the concept of adult swim i guess at this point right 20 years ago whatever long it was when it was first created it was a, I was born out of, hey, um, Turner was like, we have all these fucking cartoon archives that we own. Mike Laszlo, what can you and your fucking weirdos across the street on William Street make? And they're like, well, we don't have money. We don't really even have the technical skill, but we do have a sense of humor and we have taste for our very specific ver- vision because we've been making Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Let's just see what we can make. So they, they make these weird little... Not even like this before. This is a real thing, but like quarter hour, like no one was really watching eleven yeah. minute yeah. TV shows. That wasn't a thing that you would watch. You're like you know, that just sketches, wasn't a thing that existed. Really. Yeah. So like yeah, exactly. Extended sketches, and they launched a whole network, but also a whole gen- genre and generation of of spe- comedy. very specific yeah. comedy because they had <laughs> it's very, essentially my very lifestyle t- now. Exactly. Yeah. Like from, yeah. Yeah. Like the, a whole generation. Comedy force, really? Yeah. yeah. Like they, Tim and Eric, think about like, uh, I think you should leave. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, Sea Lab, it's all there. Brothers, like twelve oh ounce mounts. God. Like these yeah. shows are so Huge. ugly, yeah. perfect hair forever. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. They they have they intentionally like, who gives a shit about the animation? Antagonize the audience too. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, it's really like you're gonna run through a marathon. We're gonna make you earn this, but if you can stick it through, you'll enjoy it. And like, I think that's mm-hmm. where I ended up lying. Uh, that's where I've been landing when it comes to my creative stuff. Is that like. You know, if, if I, I'm, I'm pretty confident right now in my, my career and what I've done, the body of work that I've made to my resume, where like, I think I have a good sense of, of taste. It doesn't line up with everyone, which is fine. That's how art works. But like, 
I'm confident enough in my in my my ability and what I put out, my sense of of, of, of humor and sense of, of 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 taste to begin with that I think I can find at least one thousand other weirdos that like can align with what I like right. and like that's the baseline. I think having a sense of, of taste, no matter how broad or, or narrow it is, is like the most foundational important thing. Um, and I think that will also save you a lot of heartbreak because um, I, I can't remember who said it, but they were like. Truly, right now in this stage and age, like in 2022, all you need is a thousand people that really fuck with you, and you'll never have to work a shitty day job ever again. Whether it's a Patreon or an OnlyFans or a Families, whatever that thing is, like if you have a thousand people that are like, I like what this person is making, you will never have to work a shitty job ever again. At least in this this country, it's a large enough audience to yeah yeah, validate your career and existence. Exactly. Um. And that's something that's super, well, it's been complex. It's been a ride, right? Because it's been liberating. I think the internet age, it makes me think of so nerdy, but like Renaissance times when there was like a Mm. patron. And in some ways that's really oppressive because you have one YouTube commenter and you're like, I have to do whatever they think. But on the other hand, a thousand people is broad enough. Like the internet, the connectivity and globalization of internet has gotten mm-hmm. us back to. I mean, it's not lost on me that it's called Patreon or, you know. Yeah. So back to this patronage, the direct patronage, where it's like you don't need a theater or a space where everyone physically get like you just, mm-hmm. here's my product. Can I get enough interest anywhere yeah. in the globe? Great. Um, and I, I do think it's. That's what makes Mark's drive so much more impressive because we kept saying modern examples, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I can underscore enough how grueling, like when it cuts to them trying to find two missing frames that they have to physically cut from the film yeah, um, because they like dropped two puzzle pieces essentially and they have to go through thousands of things. I Mm -hmm. actually thought to myself, oh, if I was born like 20 years earlier than I was, it would have been too, I wouldn't have done it. Filming, yeah. it would have been hard. too hard. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do uh, the g- turning the, the crank, crank yeah. and yeah. the cutting the frames and being like, this <laughs> is frame 6174 and you got to yeah. find it physically and tape it together. I'm not doing that shit. So like, <laughs> it's all the more impressive. And I think something that changed from, you know, 10, 15 years ago and then watching it now was I have so much more empathy for the inclement mm. circumstances. Like I, I mm. feel like in at least I, in my upbringing, was sort of raised on this lie. I think it's cool that it's called American movie, like the American dream lie. Like I have X amount of like potential and it's going to be materialized and I have talent and it's inborn Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I would judge like, like I watched this and remember thinking, oh, he was just like born with that talent. That's the tragedy, Mm -hmm. right? He has the drive and not the talent. Now I'm like, it's not even necessarily that man. Like the first time I watched it, I thought his creepy brother was funny and correct when he says things like, I always thought he'd grow up to work in a factory. And mm-hmm. I always thought he was like a weird stalker or I think his movies yeah. lack mm-hmm. any importance or meaning. And now watching it again, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that dude. Having yeah. a brother like that must've made it so much harder yeah. to do the things that Mark wants to do. And I'm like, just admire him all the more. And mm-hmm. like his dedication to making <clears throat> something that matters. And at the same time, there is a darkness to it. Like yeah. I, it really struck me when he gets drunk and screams 
at the Super Bowl, which makes no sense. Yeah. Like, um, every bitch ass factory working motherfucker, I will never be like you. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Forty yeah. hour a week working motherfuckers. Never, yeah. never. And you're like, wow, man. Yeah. Like yeah. seeing them. Flip. But also go Packers. You know, like, <laughs> it's not just that he wants to be a filmmaker. He's also running from a lifestyle, right? Yes, and, uh, that's that's one thing. He, uh, he swears that he'd never do the forty-hour week. He'll never do it. It's almost like he's not running toward. Like yeah, yeah, you just said it. Like it's not like he's running toward filmmaking in a lot of ways. A part of him is also running away from doing the normal thing, mm-hmm. or what quote unquote normal thing, the expected thing at the time in your position. I think there's something to be said about that for how people find art and become yeah. artists too. Um, I think it might even be a more powerful lure, especially as, um, you know, like a society determines that these are the, these are, how, this is how you rank success. I think people mm-hmm. out of, out of the mix are always going to find a way to run away from something as opposed to run towards something, but sometimes they're the same thing. So that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I, as, uh, now, now that, now that we're sort of ruminating on it, I, whenever I would hear someone talk about uh, this is more like an actor thing, but they were like. Someone was talking to some well-known actor, and they're like, "What was? Or maybe it was like it might have been um, David. Uh, what's the old dude from uh, Stranger Things? David Harbor. 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 Yeah. He was talking about uh, someone, some like acting shooting, and asked him like, "What's the worst thing you ever decided to do?" He's like, "Become an actor." And he's like, "I that like he's like I get that like the drive like you, you there's a certain point when you wake up and you're like, oh, I want to be a painter like or I just feel like I want to be the I want to be a painter, not even the best painter. Right. I just want to make a living." doing being a painter and like you truly can't go back it, like you you're I, I can definitely um definitely empathize with with mark because i'm like the day i, I realized like oh i want to like do something creative for a living like i want to like i want to like make things i want to make stuff for a living like i really could not go back to my shitty job in a call center like i just could not do it i was like i would walk in and i would feel i felt so crazy i feel like i was like Neo when he takes the the pill and like he he walks back into like the office first time he's like what is going right. on here like how like it's like the truly like the allegory like, of the humans cave. endure this yeah, yeah it's like we we don't have to do this like capitalism sucks but there's there's like some way to like choke it down a little bit in the society and like that mm-hmm. drive I feel like you got to have it like you you just cannot keep doing the status quo or else a part of you is a piece of you will die and like that's why you know you pack up and you move to three thousand miles across the country to a city where you have no one because some little right. thing in your brain is like, I want to be a painter. Like I want to be an artist. I want to make this thing. And like, that's especially when you're in a town like Mark was in where I'm sure, I'm sure his brother is definitely not the only one. Like he's probably getting it from every single angle outside of Mike. They're like, why would you want to do this again? The why and why versus why not lifestyle, like mm-hmm. getting it from every conceivable angle. But like part of that, that battle is having that fuck again, that indomitable spirit being like, fuck you. Something tell, tells me that I want to be the best painter. I have to be a painter. I have to do this thing. And like uh, watching it now as someone who has gone through that journey, I'm like, man, Mark, for, he has a lot of obviously he has a lot of a lot of faults, a lot of cons. But like that fucking spirit is unbreakable. Like I, 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 I get I, I totally get that screaming at the football screen being like, I don't want to be in this shit whole town. Not going to be one <laughs> yeah. of you. Like that's every punk song ever written. You know, like that's that's right. that's what yeah. he was embodying in that moment. Yeah, and it's all for the more reason. That's why I think that Bill is the MVP of the movie, oh, right? Oh my God, Bill is so fucking Jesus great because he he, so. he encapsulates exactly what you just elucidated, which is that he is both 
the critic and he's like, I don't see the purpose of what you're doing. Man. Yeah. But at the same time, he's the guy fronting the money because he doesn't care. Yeah. He's apathetic about life mm -hmm. and he gets he sees that Mark is and isn't like he's like, mm -hmm. you're doing something different and you're also but you also don't want to do the normal thing. Mm -hmm. I've lived my life to the point that I know that the normal thing is stupid. Yeah, it's a fucking so, con. Yeah, so yeah. I'll give you this fifty k or yeah. whatever. You know, he, he, even if he feels like he has to do it, or mm -hmm. I don't even know the internal politics. But that's what, how it comes off in the movie to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's also just an old fogey who fucking <laughs> rules. <laughs> well, he has a lot of funny moments, but he also has like I don't know. It struck me as very like Kurt Vonnegut, -y, mm -hmm. but yeah. he has that scene where I. I I definitely got choked up where, uh, cause he has some degree of dementia, mm -hmm. uh, and says, come again, come again, stick around a while, stay if you can, God help yeah. you, everybody help you make people happy, make people happy, be a comedian. Mm. Like this amazing, like garbled through this lens, but version of validating, mm. like it's it struck me as such a poetic arc that the whole time he's going, this is for the birds. And acting like I'm barely here. Like mm. I'm so old that I don't even, I kind I don't of know exist. what's going yeah. on, but yeah. fuck you, who cares? He goes, You should have dreams, Uncle Bill. And he's like, I'll be dead soon. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Fully mm. at that stage of life. And I just think it's interesting that even as he essentially rambles or like free flows thought, he says things like, it's important to make people happy and be a comedian. Mm -hmm. Like he's talking about <clears throat> the call of being an entertainer and yeah. being a creative himself, yeah. even just without meaning to, or just Stay letting while, the subconscious come out. Yeah. Sit down that a means while. Commit, tell a to, story. Your, commit yeah. to the thing. Yeah. Do the thing as long as you can and heaven help you. you yeah. Know, God help you. You're, you're going to be alone. You're going to hate it. And <laughs> you're going to have these moments where you scream to the heavens. Why, why me? Yeah. You know, but every you know, please somebody help me. But yeah. then there's moments where you're recording uh, Mike Shank screaming, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And you're like, that was wicked, man. It was worth it. Was worth <laughs> yeah. it. yeah, yeah. His scream was. I was when in that moment, I was like ready for his scream to be bad, and it's like one of the best ADR screams yeah. you've ever heard. <laughs> super, super good. Especially coming from this guy who's just so mild mannered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And clearly, you know, affected by the the many drugs that he's done in his life. Uh, so he yeah. just seems like he parses words very slowly mm -hmm. and then he just pulls out this scream that is just like, you understand what it means yeah. to scream. My yeah. man. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. There's the, the, so, that's the other thing about this movie that I felt like I dealt with this time because kind of going back to the Wiseau thing, let's think about, you know, uh, Chris Smith and, and company like, Something that's weird. I don't know the story, but I'm like, how'd you fucking find these guys? Find Are they them? from this town? Or like, yeah, I, I, don't, I actually know. don't know either. Yeah, but know. what's the the instance where you're like looking at something? You're like, this is obviously spectacular, or mm. even like Corinne films, like Gummo mm. or something yeah. like that. Which I think that there's a good argument for some that there's a element of exploitation in those movies. Mm. Um, you know, just or at least like pandering Kids, to a certain you. propagandist yeah. kind of version of it. Um, 
I wonder what they actually thought when they were making it because they, they, everything we talked about in this podcast about like how genuine it is, how truthful it is, how, how it kind of resonates with artists. That's what makes the movie, you know, do well at Sundance, I, I believe. But also there's this kind of darker notion that like the supporting roles and like this, the community outside of Mark and Mark himself as, you know, kind of a polarizing figure is fun to watch because it's so bizarre so in that Tommy Wiseau kind of self-exploitation, <clears throat> we also have a filmmaker here who's like making documentary where it's like, just kind of show the the weirdness mm. because that's like the fun part. Of the deep Midwest. And it makes the yeah. memes. Yeah. And it makes us, and it makes people buy Coven, mm. you know, 5,000 units or whatever. And so it does all these things that you kind of have to admit to yourself as an artist or a documentarian that you have to be a semi-propagandist in order mm. to formulate like well this is entertainment and this is hell of, this is entertaining yeah but like i wonder how they rectify the exploitiveness of it or do they even consider it is it punching down yeah at all i don't know i think um, it's interesting. i really think they do weave in pathos and like they care about For sure mark the story the editing implies that the they care about mark um but they're not not making fun of them you know, so if someone argued that it's mean, I, I guess I could agree with that to some degree. Yeah, it, it reminds me. It sort of <laughs> it reminds me of like the Susan Boyle effect, where like, can you believe this this homely woman has a beautiful voice? Jesus Christ! Can you believe this person who's not beautiful has something that can sounds good? Like, I think I could very much see like, look at these fucking weirdos, and then you get there, like, oh, this. There's a person, this isn't like, I feel like I, I can almost guarantee you watch any review right. of this movie when it first came out. You're like, these people are weird, but isn't it crazy how Mark is so endearing and how Mike is like so kind of like cute and like approachable? You're like, yeah, yes, yeah, like mm -hmm. I get that that's the, and that's like the, the guy, that's like the carnival man being like, come in and see the bearded lady see or the whatever. And then you get yeah. there, like, oh, there's like something here that's like actually interesting in, in depth. Like, I definitely see the marketing of it. I see, like, you take this movie, I mean, this is probably much different because it was like 30 years ago but like i could see the pitch that you would give to some dead eye exec being like how why would people care about this oh he's weird guys? he talks yeah. and he says soda pop okay that's how yeah. that's that my little monkey neuron brain is firing right now and yeah. then once you get in there you're like oh this is like a real story with like there these are real people that have thoughts and feelings and like now i'm affected by like and much in the same way that i'm sure that this guy pitched um um, Tiger King, you're like, here's a dumb, yeah. crazy redneck. Look at all this. Yeah, and then you get there, like, all right, he is a crazy dumb, but there is some like some pathos in here. Isn't that every? Well, not every, but isn't that so many great documentaries? Yeah. Um, it it's the classic documentary trick is like this story is only this big, and you get halfway through, and they go, not true. Yeah. There's more humanity than you thought below the surface. Yeah. We made a good documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it matters which way, like, chicken or the egg kind mm -hmm. of thing, because, like, we're all on a journey, and you can't really blame, yeah. like, the bot moving, the, the ebbs and flows of that journey. But it is interesting that it's, like, some beauty or some, like, actual genuine gift to, you know, like, some, what we'd probably call art, you know, mm -hmm. like, something that is, like, oh, people i want to share this thing about people with you people you know like mm -hmm. if by doing that it kind of came from a place of like let's do it do it for the lulls yeah. <laughs> you know and that like that's particularly resonant right mm -hmm. now i don't know it's just funny to me but that's literally like the you know signpost of like twitter right yeah, now yeah. you know because like musk, musk just tweeted and deleted i did it yeah. for the lulls mm -hmm. yeah, exactly literally. so it's just like 
You know he had I'm tears not, when he was typing that out too. It's like yeah, I'm totally okay, <laughs> yeah. right? Like where drank into a corn cob. Yeah. And I think it's it's shown how like sarcastic the internet has made mm. us. Not in like necessarily a bad mm. way, but just in the way that we approach everything. It's like we're thinking of the fifth, sixth, seventh iteration of the joke. Yeah. So what's genuine? And then you see someone like Mark, and he's like, I'm only streamlining the one thing. Yeah. And you go that. I it is a, it is a strange seeing you know, that level of earnestness. Like I mean, this is the, we're not seeing anything new. I funny enough, I just watched the, right. the big speech scene from the dictator where um, you know Charlie Chaplin has his big speech, but he's like That's one of his so lines good. is like um, yeah. we we've we've we're we're we're, we're clever. We replace we're we're very clever, but we haven't we've lost our kindness. And like I think I used to think of that every time that I would log on to Twitter before I before I before I backed off. But like it truly is like you know fourth fifth level like from the a to f of like a joke like people getting a lot of really really funny jokes off but not necessarily in place of like being a kind like you really like anyone can get it to could be like there i think the last thing i saw was like some lady was like i like to have coffee with my partner in in the garden and people just fucking ripping this yeah, poor yeah. bastard and uh, look at this bitch. yeah look at this and it's like what fucking asshole i'm like what did this person do? Like, are they like a secret yeah. Nazi? What are they all right? What happened? And it's just like, what actually? It's just like and... some random person had a really funny joke, I guess. And then like it just steamrolled. I'm like, maybe there is something to like the idea of like not thinking with like, what's the first funny and being like, what's the human angle. And like, I think that is very much something that Mark represents where like, he's so, uh, I mean, everyone in that movie is so easy to dunk on because they have a bunch of very, um, things that would not 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 a very untypical thing that you would see. So like coming in, you see, but also you see how earnest he is and how much he truly gives a shit about the thing that he's making. Like, you, I think it's very, it's very hard. I think it's very rare to see that level of earnestness now, right? These days, like you got to have a shield or else you're going to get fucking flamed by some 16 year old kid that has the perfect, yeah. has been roasting people on his bus for the past three school years. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's just going to dominate yeah. you, you know, like, uh, yeah, because I'm not equipped for like dealing with the sarcastic, like mob of <laughs> yeah. Twitter, you know, like they, they could destroy me yeah. they, at any time. Yeah. Well, and it's by sheer, not to like diminish, obviously so many good, it's the whole gamut of humanities yeah. on Twitter, but Twitter also has the 5,000 monkeys at 5,000 typewriters yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, where yeah. comedy writings, if you care about being called a joke thief or whatever, which does sting if you've been a comedy writer for a long time, um, but it just drives home. I mean, I feel like reading a little off track for the movie, yeah. but any joke I think of, I type into the search bar first yeah, and I go, yeah. oh no, 45,000 people thought about it. It's almost like you should just... Do the knee jerk reaction. Just be yourself. Let them and say, yeah. <laughs> let people this joke say, has been done you. before, yeah. or you, this is basic ass. And you're like, yeah, I'm basic. That's fine. Yeah. But it is interesting that we've sort of commodified or like totally uh, uh, systematized through social media the experience that you're talking about, yeah. where it's like uh, instinctively, I think what's going on there is people go, You gave me FOMO. Fuck you. Yeah. Like to the breakfast lady. <laughs> you're like lashing out because you resent the feeling that you had reading that. Yeah. Like, my life isn't. And uh, I do think that maps really interestingly to being a dude in the Midwest who's like, I got to mm -hmm. fucking get out yeah. of here. I have three kids already. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that his kids are already his young kids already know what's up yeah. from watching him. They, yeah. uh, they, they're like, do you want to be filmmakers when you grow yeah. up? And this is so true. They're like, no, it takes too much time and money. Yeah. And you're like, Hell like, yeah, that, man. Yeah. That guy, yeah. They got true. it. They got yeah. it. You already figured this shit <laughs> yeah. out. That's so funny. Yeah, it's 
It's like so a very classic writing refrain, yeah. or at least I was told this a lot in college was they're like, do you want to be a writer? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, can you do anything else? Because if you can do anything else, do that. Truly. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what uh, <laughs> that, that David guy was saying. He's like, if I could do anything else, I wish I could, but I can't. And like, mm-hmm. that's that's where I find myself. I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like, I, I get to actually make stuff I like. But like, if I could if I could fucking yeah. work at a call center or just be a guy that works in IT. I wish I could, but I, I can't. I got that little voice in the back of my head that says I have to have to keep doing keep doing this or else I'm gonna wanna explode. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um should we start another call or should we like wrap it up? What are you guys feeling? I'm good to wrap up. Yeah, yeah the the it is gonna you got the ping. We got five minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. ramp up. Abe, uh do you need to make a note of the time or whatever? No, or I'm just good. eyeball it. All right, cool. All right. Well, speaking of finding yourself, Cody, where, where can <laughs> folks find you? Stay abreast of what you're working on. See all your best, newest stuff. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram at yay for zig. Um, uh, the only thing I think I have coming up is, you know, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number one comes out uh, December 7th. Uh, that's where I've been putting most of my, uh, okay. the, the voice in my head to tell me, to tell me what to write for that. So like, that's, that's yeah. the main thing. Um, it, it truly is uh, a 10 year long Thing that i've been working on so like uh, getting that has been a complete complete surreal little dream come true so like i'm, I'm it's it's very crazy to, to think that i I'm, I'm writing a miles morales comic book but i'm writing a miles morales comic book congratulations thank you and i can i can tell from just look on your face but also like the shit you write on twitter like it's so cool to see you you appreciate it so deeply yeah, it's, obviously it's, it's great to see this and kind like of i have literally i have the first issue i bought 10 years ago on my other little 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 creative desk and it's it's crazy to think that in a month's time i'll have my issue next to that it's it's really Woo! really really well it's Fuck something yeah, to be proud of and don't forget to have fun with it's like it. the opposite feeling of american movie yeah right now. yeah my dreams came true <laughs> yes the nerds yeah. won comic books are in i love that i love it so much well this has been a great conversation i love uh finding new weird converse like looking at the subtext mm. of what this movie is i mean there's a lot of things we could have covered but i think reflecting as we're all kind of comedians and artists and stuff i think it was a pretty uh, fun conversation no, really to have it. with you man yeah and would love to have you back again yeah, anytime um, let me know all Heck right yeah. all right Mike, keep kicking ass else? nope just right. warm fuzzies and we're out <laughs> thanks for listening This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!